For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Everybody needs a little time away, I've heard you say, from each other. This is a victorious edition of Believe in Vikings. The Vikings knocked off the Chargers in week 10 and they're four and five, perhaps about to make a run, perhaps about to lose a close game. We don't know. What we do know is we have the usual group in the house with Ron Saw from Eden Prairie, Sally from Minneapolis, Brian McKinney. And then tonight we have KJ Osborne, who is the current Vikings WR3. In the past, we've had Christian Derisaw and Anthony Harris, who are two somewhat current players. Derisaw right after the draft and Harris right after he left the Eagles. But this is our first time having a current player in season on our show. Brian McKinney hooked it up because, you guessed it, KJ Osborne went to the University of Miami. So we're going to pick his brain in about two minutes. But first, like always, we're going to talk about betonline.ag. They're back and they're better than ever. A new web interface from for the start of basketball season is available with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action right now. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus. And that's on your first deposit. Use the promo code BLEAV50, BLEAV50 to receive your bonus. Hopefully, you took my advice about three weeks ago when I recommended putting some money on the chiefs uh, because at that point they were plus 1400 to win the super bowl. And now I think believe that's shrunk to plus 1000 because they are starting to reinvigorate from basketball, football, and baseball's postseason, which just concluded not long ago, NHL boxing and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite forts. sports. Vet online where the game starts. KJ Osborne, Minnesota Vikings, WR3. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing great, man. Glad to be here. Oh, we appreciate having you on. Now we got a slate of questions for you, and I'll kick things off. So the Vikings were kind of sort of deprived of a consistent <laughs> wide receiver three for about five or ten years when they used to have, you know, Jake Reed and those legends of great. And then, boom, all of a sudden, you kind of showed up in the last two years, and it seems like you are going to seize that job for yourself. Um, but when the free agency happened this year, or the draft happened, we didn't really know that you would be the guy opposite Jefferson and Thielen. So what did you do this offseason to grab this job and make it your own? I did, I did a lot this offseason. Um, you know, obviously, year one, you know, I'm a rookie. Uh, so, you know, going into year two, it's like, all right, now I know the league, you know, I understand the organization. I understand uh, the offense, you know, how things work. Um, so I was able to, you know, hone in on my skills. You know, I can kind of, you know, self-reflect, like, what do I need to work on? So, um, you know, that's what I did in the offseason. Worked on, you know, some more, you know, explosiveness. Um, I've, I've always been really strong, but then I'm like, you know, in the league, it's like, you know, you can be strong, but, you know, can you play football? 
So that was that was the thing. Like, can you can you play ball? So I, I honed in on just like my craft, you know, route running, um, coming in out of my breaks, you know, just the details of, you know, just receiver plays, like the art of it. Um, and then, you know, when I got to OTAs, um, you know, it was just time to perform. Like that's that's all it was. You know, a lot of guys, you know, they were coming in. I, I trained with like some some big name guys. They're talking about, you know, OTAs, you know, just chill, da da da. I'm like, I ain't in that position. Like OTAs, like <laughs> I gotta come like it's week one. So you know, that's why I did OTAs, you know, just just had a, a positive mindset. Um, went out there and worked every day, you know, just just try to keep stacking days. Last year, I want to follow up real quick. Last year, did you feel like just the punt return guy? Because that's really you never really got in on offense. Were you chopping at the bit to get on the field to catch some of those cousins passes, or had you just kind of accepted the special teams gig? Um, you know, I was just trying to kind of find my role. Um, again, trying to find my role. Obviously, the whole year was just weird. You know, we didn't we didn't have no, uh, no preseason OTAs. You know, <laughs> we just came in training camp. We were there, so um, you know, I was just trying to find my role. Um, you know, I was always ready for offense. You know, they, they never put me in there, but I was always ready. So you know, I was just trying to find my role. Um, you know, my role was special teams, whether that was kick return, punt return, or run down that gunner. Um, you know, that's what I did. Okay. And, uh, you know, KJ, kudos to you as well um, for the offseason because I think um, a lot of us as well, like who, you know, watch the Vikings, um, it kind of went from, oh, KJ Osborne's getting the starting reps out there to all of a sudden, wow, this kid can play. And now he's making play after play on the field and it's translating to the season. So kudos to you on. You forgot uh, what school he went uh, to? <laughs> it, must, it must be a, a cane thing. So. Um, but anyway, so um, on top of your development individually from year one to year two, there's been a lot of changes, obviously, with rookie year, no fans, you know, COVID going on and uh, just a completely different experience. So what is that like playing in year two um, now that you're able to come into U.S. Bank Stadium and hear the, the fans and hear the Gallahorn and actually get amped up? What's that like? Right, that's that's huge for me because I've always been a guy like I play into the fans. Like I love hearing the fans. You know that, that gets me going. Um, you know even away like I love the booze. You know I love you know like you know it's just us on the road. Like so I was a guy. You know I wouldn't say like it it affected me when it wasn't there, but you know to have it there is just another advantage. So you know and, and being at our home at our home field, you know such a huge advantage at US Bank. Um, so it, it's it's lovely. You know I, I love it. You know seeing the um. The skull chant, hearing it every week, you know, my family coming in, um, you know, because they weren't able to see no games last year. So them getting that experience, um, that's been huge for me. And, um, you know, I, I love the fans. And I bet they cap it all off to get a walk off on the road to be able to have that interaction with the fans. That's got to add a little uh, capper to yeah. it as well. Yeah, all that, all that stuff is cool. Even in, uh, in Arizona, there was a, a fan chirping at me. Um, and I, when I scored my, my first touchdown, I looked right at him. And I, was, I was talking to him, so uh, it's, it's fun out there. The 61 yard touchdown at that, <laughs> throw that in and there. I, and I see your mom finally got the game winning ball. Um, from she the Panther did. game, is that okay? <laughs> she did, she did, she got it. Yeah. Well, I will say with the fans, it's been uh, it's been kind of fun to see week after week how many more KJ Osborne jerseys you see in the stand. Yeah. Like even when I was in Baltimore, I saw a chunk of people all sitting with your jerseys. It was like a row of four people. And so I kind of assumed they knew you just, you know, because they were all matching. 
And I went over to them and I was like, Hey guys, you know, I was like, Hey, and they were like, Oh gosh. Um, and I was like, you guys know him? They're like, Nope. We just right after Carolina, we all went and bought them. (laughs) And, um, I just thought that was really cool because they were from Minnesota, but they went to Carolina and to Baltimore and now they're, they're complete believers. So that was really cool. But, um, speaking of the game ball, I thought you were maybe going to give it to Larry. So how'd you decide there? My mom, she ain't, she ain't let me. I didn't really have a choice. Uh, but one thing, though, so she she got that one. Um, you know, that was like you know from game day, and the 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 team they gave me another one that was like laminated and stuff. Uh, so I, like I kept that one in the house, and uh, so she'll she'll get that one from from the actual game day. So it's put out good. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. Um, so just to touch on the changes that you've had from year one to year two, um, you do have a different offensive coordinator this year than you did last year. How does that affect, um, affect your prep going into the, to the game, that little, that change oh, it doesn't, it from doesn't, year one to year two? It doesn't too much at all. Um, you know, our, our offensive coordinator, you know, it was, it was his dad that was our coordinator. So it wasn't like it was, you know, too much uh, turnover. Like he wasn't in the building at all. Um, you know, we do, we do a lot of similar things as, you know, to last year. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't really too much of a turnover for me. The, the impact would be like my receiver coach, coach Cardell, um, him coming in, that would be the, the big impact more than, uh, than the OC. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Hey, Bryant. Um, so KJ last year got to do two Packers games, although, there really weren't fans, uh, and it certainly weren't fans and tenants in ours, and I can't remember if there were in Green Bay. Yeah, but they had some. They had some, okay. Mm. Ryan, tell us why. So you played for the Vikings for a decade. Tell us why Packer Week is different than any others. It's just like Florida State of Miami. It's a big robbery, and um, it's like the battle of the border, kind of like the fans look at it as lose all the rest of the games, but don't lose the, uh, the Green Bay. So basically how we are with Florida State, so. Yeah, it's a big robbery, and I heard about it as soon as I got to Minnesota, so and I had to experience a few of them. KJ, can you start to feel some of those some of those seedlings of hatred for the Packers, or do you you have to have work on those yet? Oh no, you you see it like as soon as you get to Minnesota. Like uh, I, I just checked a couple people in the mall. Like I was uh, I was at the mall. Maybe I think Packers had a maybe a Thursday night game. I kept seeing Packers jerseys. I'm looking at the people. I'm like. What's going on? Like, why you got the Packers jersey? They like Packers tonight. Oh, but like, you, you see it all the time. Um, and then, like you said, like in the game, it get it get chippy in there. Um, we we know we don't care what their record is, what our record is. Same thing like you said, like Miami, Florida State. Like, we we see y'all two times a year. We know y'all. Uh, we know the cadences. We know everything. Like, um, it's come down to execution. Can you already tell that it's a different vibe for, for Zimmer and the rest of the locker room when it's the Packers, or is it just, you know, go win regardless, or does it feel different because it's Packer week for you? I mean, you always say, you know, you, you take one game at a time and, you know, you don't treat any anybody, you know, less or more important than anybody else. But, I mean, in reality, like you said, when you're playing Florida State, it's like we know, like, like we, we finished the game last <laughs> week. You know, we broke it down. It was like, you know, Zim said, you know, we know who we got next week. Like, it's not it's not a secret. We know it's a big game. You know, we know it's a rivalry and, and things like that. Like, our preparation doesn't change or, you know, how we go out and execute doesn't change. But um, it is a little a little extra adrenaline. That's just just natural. Excellent. Ron, what do you else? What else do you got for KJ Osborne? 
All right, KJ. So playing wide receiver, obviously, I'm not going to say one position on the field is tougher than another. So, Brian, I'm not disparaging offensive line at all. But in the sense that as a wide receiver, you're reliant on so many things going right before you even have the opportunity to shine. You know, the protection needs to hold up. The play call needs to be um, appropriate. And then the quarterback obviously needs to look your way. So what is it uh, from your perspective that you're able to either like kind of lock into a zone knowing that, hey, I might be running these routes and look back and the ball's elsewhere, something, you know, the coverage might dictate the ball goes elsewhere. What is it to be able to kind of keep that momentum going, play in, play out, to be able to be productive when those opportunities come? Um, like, well, one, one in practice, like, you know, we, we obviously we going over our, our class plays, you know, for that week or whatever, and, you know, it may dictate by coverage. So, you know, you know, you may see like, you know, Kurt may look this way on two highs, looking this way on one high, you know, if I see his one high, it's like, you know, he's looking this way. Um, and then after that, it's just a play-by-play mentality, like good, good player, bad play. You know, we, we always say in the huddle, like, you know, stay, stay level, stay level-headed and, uh, you know, play in and play out. You know, another one play happens, you know, rather it's a positive or negative, negative play, you know, we got to move on to the next one. And that's how, you know, you just keep going and, you know, keep stacking drives together. And then, you know, when you get out there, you, you do it all again. And then how much of your return experience being a punt returner last year, how much of that does that play into, um, you know, wanting to, you know, I know you hurdle the guy um, and you've been great after the catch this year. How much of that goes on in your mind or how many similarities can you draw being a returner versus being in the open field? Or is it two completely different things? Um, as far as being in the open field, yes, there's a, a similarity. Um you know, it's not anything like you like think about it's just natural. Like, you know, you've been doing, you know, playing ball since you were like, I was a kid. So um, it's just natural. But uh, somebody asked me that question before, just as far as like the, the similarity or differences between like receiver and palm return. And I was like, it's, it's totally different. Like it's two totally different things. Like special teams is a, is a one play mindset, like one play, you know, Super Bowl. Like it's just everything you got on that one play where like, again, like offenses, you know, you stack and drives together, you know, you're moving forward, you're moving backwards, you may have positive plays, negative plays, and things like that. So, um, but as far as open field, though, um, yeah, it just, it's just natural. Like, I didn't even know I was going to hurdle that dude. I, that was my, <laughs> I think that was, my, that was my second catch. That was my probably first time, you know, running with the ball for the pass, and I was just, it just happens. So. Um, okay, so I – uh, so today, um, Mike Zimmer talked to you guys again, he said about the NFL taunting rules, because I think the ref crew that you guys have this week have called them like three out of the last four weeks or something. How much does that, how much do you, is that on your mind when you go, um, when you re- even catch a pass? Are you like even more hyper aware now of how you act immediately afterwards? Um, I'm, I'm not, cause I, I'm personally, I'm not like a big, uh, like a big talker. Like, you know, if, if, if somebody's talking to me, like I'll talk back, like, but other than that though, um, I'm not, I'm not really like, like too much, but if I were to do something, like I'm, I'll just make sure like, I'm not looking the person like right in the face or if I'm, I'll do a celebration, I'm not looking at their sideline. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, I guess it's not really something I've been, been too concerned about really. Unless you're winning the game and then, it, then it's different. Yeah, when you're celebrating winning the game yes all bets are off then right yeah then you take your then you take your helmet off right and you, and you snarl at everybody don't you yes at least i wasn't looking at this <laughs> so, well time expired at that yeah, point so what could they do <laughs> it was all good 
Uh, but, last- yeah, I, I was I was surprised though they they didn't find me for that. I was because I, obviously in the moment I, was, I wasn't even thinking about that. Like, and then I went back and like, you know they're gonna find you for that. I'm like, dang, maybe I, maybe I should have did that. Then they didn't find me, but they signed they they find CD for the same thing. You know, you waving at the guy. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm like I'm like dang, got lucky. Yeah, that was like one of my first thoughts after it was that you won the game. I was like, crap, he's gonna be in trouble. But <laughs> good thing you weren't. Before you got here, uh, KJ to the Vikings, Stefan Diggs, not on the miracle play, but on a regular touchdown at Green Bay, he scored and he did what you did in like the first or second quarter, took off his helmet, you know, just started talking, and then boom, the flag came yeah. out, and we're like, What are you doing? Oh, yeah. So so when and he didn't even throw it though, no. he just took it off. Yeah, you know, yeah. just, you're, not supposed, you're not supposed to take it off. Yeah. yeah. Like Cam Cam will probably get something for taking his off. Like yeah. he was yelling, he'll probably get something. Yeah. But so, you. sometimes it's worth it though. Sometimes it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta get that FaceTime on your hand. So <laughs> so last year. KJ, um, even when you guys started one and five, Brian, you know, we do this show weekly. Brian and I talked about how it felt like with no Everson Griffin and no Stefan Diggs that with a losing record and all that it felt like the team really didn't have a vocal leader. Well, now Everson, Everson Griffin's back. Uh, the team has a four and five record with hopes to get to five and five this week. So who would you consider that vocal leader on the Vikings offense? Is there just one or is there a bunch or who's the guy that gets you fired up when things aren't going the hottest? I feel like it's a couple. Number one would be Dalvin. Um, Dalvin is always going up and down the sidelines in the locker room. I'm like, just for the whole team, like he's yelling, he's talking. Um, when things aren't going good, when things are going good, uh, Adam, Adam is, is talking all day. Um, you know, getting getting guys fired up. Um, you know, again, when things are are going, you know, good or bad. Um, Brian O'Neill, you know, he, he speaks a little bit. Like he's not gonna like yell out in front of everybody, but he'll he'll come up and down the sidelines, say a couple of things. But mostly, it's it's mostly the offense is mostly Dalvin and Adam. After that, okay, and and, then- uh, and obviously, obviously, Kurt, like Kurt, you know, he'll come up. You know, he may not you know yell out in front of everybody, but you know, he'll say, you know, you know whatever he has to say, um, but mostly it's Dalvin. Yeah, he gets fired up in those the big moments. So in his career, he had those two humongous comebacks, the one with Washington and then the one against the Broncos. And then last year when you guys won at Soldier Field on Monday night after the game, I think it kind of was like a first down the end of it, and he got real fired up. But he is he usually Mr. Even Keel around you guys? Always. <laughs> yeah. oh, always, always. That's why, like, when he does have those outbursts, it's always so funny. <laughs> It's always so funny, you know. He'll be he'll be yelling. It's like it's like, but uh, no, it's Kurt. Kurt's cool, but no, this is definitely uh, it's definitely funny, and it, it shocks me too. It surprises me. No, and Kurt definitely gives off that uh, that dad vibe. Like, but it's he oh, seems yeah. to be very self aware in it. Like, you know, he's not like Russell Wilson and just you know being a tool on social media. You don't need to yeah. comment on that because uh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, anyways, uh, you know. You've had, obviously, this year, um, you know, establishing yourself as that wide receiver three and being a dynamic part of the offense. Um, And then last year being a returner, probably it hits differently this year. But what would you say, whether good or bad, is your welcome to the NFL moment? Like, like, I made it. I'm here. Hmm, That's a a good question. Um, I feel like my my welcome to the NFL moment, I feel like that's kind of – I can go two ways with that. My welcome to the NFL moment was uh sorry welcome to the NFL moment was I was in meetings last year and um it was the first time seeing somebody get cut 
that was my welcome to the NFL. I'm like we were in a meeting and a guy got a tap on the shoulder and like we're, you know, like whatever we're there. And then, you know, he walks away, you know, whatever. I'm like, you know, I'm like, whatever, like whatever. And somebody came to grab his bags and I'm looking around. Like, why they grab his bags like that? Now I go back to his locker and it's empty. Like, like it was nobody ever there. And they kind of like shocked me. I'm like, like, just like that, like gone. Like you don't say bye to people. Like they just, you know, so-and-so is removed from the group chat, like move on. Somebody else come in, new position, sign, you know, and it's just like gone. So like, that was like my first time not really seen it. I'm like, dang, we were just talking in the walkthrough or you'll go out for a walkthrough and somebody else is there. He's like, oh, where is what's name? Oh, they, they, they let him go. I'm like, dang. Like, I was like, my, my rookie year, I was like, it really it was shocking me. I'm like, you know, this is real. Like, you know, as much as it is fun and, you know, everything, like, it's a bit, it really is a business. Mm-hmm. That was my first, like, really, like, welcome to NFL. That, like, it really, like, shocked me. I'm like, all right, you know, like, this is for real. I had to learn. I had to learn my um, first year when they held, when I held up for 98 days. <laughs> so did you you obviously <laughs> you obviously brian you, because you had that 98 day holdout you didn't probably experience the the cut downs from 90 to all the way down to no, but i knew it was business day when i had to hold out 98 day <laughs> and almost had to go back into the draft the following year <laughs> but did you, did you have any moment like that when you did get signed and you were in the locker room where like what kj is talking about where just all of a sudden a guy's next to you one day and then all of a sudden he's not there listen or, <laughs> if that wasn't business, what I went through, get all the people getting signed, I had to wait all the time to get in the locker room. Everything right. was going by the time I got in the locker room. Well, remember, though, you told the story, Brian, about when Randy Moss got traded and it was like no goodbye, no nothing. Yeah, yeah, you had to let him know. His like, locker bro, was emptied out. I can't believe it. I said, I can't believe they did it. He said, What you talking about? Hey, you don't know they cut you? You're like, what? Back. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Randy KJ, Moss. the Vikings franchise is not adverse to the drama that happens, whether it's uh, player acquisitions, you know, <laughs> letting, you know, Hall of Fame players go. And, uh, yeah, so. Uh, Cruises we, on Minnetonka. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like nothing compared to the days of Miami, though. So when Ed Reed said the other <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you guys met and hung out, or is this just the Miami Association? How I was hoping he was going to respond. I said probably a lot of people DM him, but I mean, I know he went to Miami. I was like, let me reach out. And oh, so yeah. you guys haven't hung out yet? Not yet. I mean, I've, yeah. been, I've, been, I've been watching your stories though. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, you had to have having gone to the U, you had to have caught up on the docu series, the U, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned to those stories. They never stop. So. <laughs> uh, anyways. Okay. So since we kind of got off football for a second, um, I have to ask about Larry. Um, I'm obsessed with Larry. I work in animal rescue with bulldogs predominantly. So um, yeah, we have to see him. <laughs> Oh, oh my God! Larry laid out. He had a hard day at work. <laughs> knocked, he knocked out. And Larry is huge. Huge. He's huge. Isn't he like sixty something pounds or something? Yeah, he's about fifty something, sixty pounds. Yeah. yeah. He just turned one like uh, like last week. 
Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say about Scorpio season, Brian, <laughs> is that Larry is also, Larry's a Scorpio. <laughs> okay, uh, Scorpios. I take yeah. him to daycare on my, on my long day, so when he comes back from daycare, he, he's finished. Oh, I bet. <laughs> um, yeah, my friend Jen got me a cameo from you for my birthday like six weeks ago. and that I was, remember. I yeah, <laughs> and that was before you had done the Purple Pups story with Lindsay, and mm-hmm. so I didn't know that you had larry before i saw your cameo and so i'm obsessed with him now but for anybody who didn't read um lindsey's piece about about him can you talk a little bit about i mean because he's your first your first pet so that a lot of people don't like start having a pet for the first time you know in their 20s they grow up with pets and um you talked about how he like helped you out in covid and stuff so Mm -hmm. if you wouldn't mind sharing that yeah so like so last year i got a larry uh the last week of the season like week 16 last year so it was about december but i figured out i needed a pet because you know last year was covid um and so when i got to minnesota i don't know anyone here so and i couldn't leave anywhere because you know it was covid it was like you know it was when it was really heavy um we get late in the season and the schedule starts to change like it is now and you know when wednesdays which are usually our long days, I start being home at about four. And then on Thursdays, like I'm here maybe at like one. So it's like, I just have all this time. Like I'm not a huge video game guy, but you know, I'll, I'll play some video games. Um, but it's, I was getting bored. Like, so I'm just, I can't go nowhere. I don't know anybody. Like I try not to be on Instagram like all day. Like, you know, so I'm like, I'm just sitting in the house, like, and things weren't going for like the greatest last year. So I'm just sitting in my house, like, you know, all this time to think and, so like you know I'm not I'm not busy like doing things so like it just makes my mind like go everywhere. So I'm like you know I need I need like a pet like that would be I feel like that would you know help me out. Um, and uh, I was I was I plan on getting him in the off season. And I was like looking around you know asking some people some like my teammates breeders and stuff. And then I went to go like see Larry. I was really just supposed to go see him. I was gonna go to the game and then come back and pick him up like after the game. And I ended up leaving with him. I didn't even ask my financial advisor. Uh, I, I got him. Uh, because it just so happened, like, my one of my buddies was up. So uh, we, we played away. So uh, he could watch him for me, like, you know, for those little two days. But um, after that, it's been cool, man. It just It gives me another, like, you know, some responsibility. Um, you know, it gives me, like, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't have anybody up here. So, like, it's, you know, it's just, it's just love. Like, you know, no matter if I have a good day or a bad day, um, you know, I can always come home and, you know, Larry's the same dude. Like, and I, I didn't really think, like, a pet was really that deep. You know, I, I know, like, they're cool, like, and everything like that. But, like, when I look back on it and reflect, like, you know, like, I can come home, good day, bad day. Larry's excited to see me. He's jumping. He's running. And, like, he, he want to have fun. He want to sleep. He's going to, you know, do all these other things. Um, again, it gives me some responsibility. It lets me not be lonely here, you know, all the time. Um, you know, everybody loves him. Um, you know, he travels with me everywhere. Um, so it's good. So I'm, I'm really happy that I got him. It's crazy how many people you meet when you're outside with your dog. Like how many people yeah. talk to you or like at the dog park or at daycare. So you do even then have those little social interactions with people that you normally wouldn't have. So yeah, he, he sparks a lot of conversation. <laughs> I like when I, was, when, I, yeah. when I first got him, people were like, oh, you're trying to get him to talk to the girls. And I'm like, I, I never even thought about it like that. <laughs> but like when I got him, it's like, especially like, like, you know, he's a little fat boy now. But when I, when he was a baby, baby, like when I, well, I couldn't even walk through the airport. Like sometimes I would have to hide him because like I can't walk. Cause people want to take pictures with them. They want to grab them. They want to 
talk to him, like whatever. So I'm like, Larry, you famous. Like I can't even do anything. <laughs> right. He outshined you. Question, what time do you have to be in now? Because I heard you say like on Wednesdays, you're home by like four. I know when I was playing, I wasn't getting home till like 536. Mm-hmm. And on Thursday, like Wednesdays, Thursdays were like 536. Fridays were like the early days where it'd be like one, one thirty. Yeah, so like so like today, uh like Wednesdays are usually the long days. So I think we we're about about done at four. So I'm probably I was probably home probably about five thirty. Now okay. Thursday, now Thursdays he's starting to make them like late in the year now. He's starting to make them early, so we'll move it up. Like it's similar to a Friday. Um, okay. Like like well, Fridays like we will. Uh, what's like today? First meeting is at seven uh, seven thirty. Or we at seven twenty five today. Oh, like special teams and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Special teams. Team meetings at nine o'clock. Uh, what? Yeah, some somewhere around there. Somewhere okay. around, yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. Um, so Thursday, you know, we'll do like walk through, lift, lunch, whatever, whatever. So Thursday, we'll like just condense it down, like so we don't we have we don't have a lift. A walk through and practice will be at the same time. So we come in, meet, and then walk through. We walk through, practice all at the same time, watch it after, and then we're done. Friday, okay. you just meet, no walk through, practice, and you're done. But we started doing that. He like closer, like last year we did it again, like the week of Thanksgiving or a week before, like these Thursday practices, he'll start making them up. The Thursday schedule, he'll make shorter, not the practices. We should have did that for us. <laughs> <laughs> like two Wednesdays and Thursday was like the long days. <laughs> Zim, Zim is another big guy. Like he wanted like, you know, if something's right, if something works, he's going to do it again. So like right. we won last week. You know, we did this like this last week. So we're going to do it again. <laughs> That's how he is. Uh, hey KJ, one of the one of the primary reasons that Vikings fans um, are really falling in love with your game is the fact that you're a playmaker. Um, outside of Phelan, Diggs, and Jefferson, for about a decade, we've we've had dudes that can catch the ball, get a first down, yay! But you are turning it into something more, like the Cardinals touchdown that we touched upon, 61 yards, and then of course the the walk off where you, you tore your helmet off, and you know we won the game. So it's those plays that are really making a name for yourself. So I know that had to come from somewhere as as a young man, a teenager. Who did you model your game off of? Uh, originally, I modeled my game off of Amari Cooper. Um, I tried to you know kind of look at guys you know similar body types as me um like you know similar similar makeups um so I was always uh, an Amari Cooper guy um and then after that it was kind of a, a bunch of receivers like uh you know obviously Devontae Adams um I take a little bit of Diggs game I take a little bit of Jarvis game I love Sammy Watkins um but I would say probably those top top four um that's who I kind of somewhere you know in between there I, I take a lot of those guys games that's that's people those are guys that I watch a lot then I watch you know other receivers of course for for all a bunch of reasons but to answer your question I, like coming up I've, I've always watched uh Mark Cooper okay excellent Ron what else do you got for KJ Osborne and well, you know, I guess obviously looking at around the league and looking at guys to model your game after, I'm sure there's things that you can pick apart from everyone watching film. Right. Uh, but right. obviously you're a part of 
one of the best receiving rooms in all the league with Jefferson and Thielen out there. Um, so how much of that with dealing with those two, and obviously you and Jefferson being in the same draft class and kind of working, um, working up together, how does that help your game and how are you guys able to feed off each other um, and get the best out of each other? Right. Yeah, it helps me a lot, you know, just being able to, you know, uh, be around those guys every day at practice. Um, you know, both of them have two different, you know, games. So, you know, I watch, you know, different moves that they do, you know, different releases, um, how they run their routes. Like, you know, what's the makeup of why they ran a certain route a certain way. Um, and again, you know, I still, I still things from them, you know, just in the art of receiver, like you just taking, it's like a toolbox and just taking, you know, tools and putting in your toolbox. So that's, that's what I do. So, um, you know, I'm really happy that I get to play with, with two guys like that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm asking questions and I'm, I'm watching all day. You know, I'm, I'm trying different things I practice um, to, to, you know, to make my game better. And I'm sure the other part, like, so being in Minnesota and feeling, obviously, I'm sure you've heard the story. They bring it up every time on any broadcast, you know, the Minnesota yeah. kid, the walk-on in, in college and whatnot. You guys all come from a vast array of places. You know, Jefferson being first-round pick, you a fifth-rounder, feeling undrafted. Is that something that kind of, you know, like one way or another, like you're able to learn off of each other's experiences and path to the draft and kind of play off of that as well? Or once you're there, you're just like, Hey, I'm, in, we're in the same place. I'm working for myself and, you know, working as the team. Yeah. Most, mostly like after you get there, it's like, you know, you're working for yourself. Like no matter how you got in, you know, rather your first round pick undrafted, um, you know, it's just about after that, you know, if you get to the NFL, you know, everybody's good. It's just about how you perform. Um, but I think Adam, if anything, Adam's story is what makes us, you know, be able to say like, you know, it don't matter how you get there. You know, it don't matter, you know, any of that stuff. I don't start off at special teams, you know, worked his way um, all the way up. And again, like after that, you know, it's just about what happens on the field. Like I said, we feed off each other, like in, in Arizona, like I scored, I think Adam scored and JJ scored. You know, it's like we feeding off each other. So like um, it's, it's love, but you know, after we get there, it's just like, you know, we have family and you know, you got to perform no matter where they put you at. One thing I wanted to uh, tell you, KJ, uh, so everybody on this show tonight has a pretty good pulse on Vikings fans and, you know, Vikings community and uh, how they feel. So I wanted to so point of order. I think you should know. So up until this year, when you've really started to break out, we've always been really top heavy with the wide receivers. So it's it's uh, Thielen Diggs or Thielen Jefferson. In the, in the event, one of them missed a game, whether it was COVID or injury, it was always like, oh, shit. Now, we're, <laughs> now what are we going to do? But I can tell you now through conversations I've had in person and online, now that's changed where if something, if Thielen were to go down with a hamstring or something like that, we don't feel screwed anymore because you're there. So uh, I think you should know that that's the impact that you're making. Yeah, that, yeah, no, seriously, if, if something were to happen where, you know, Jefferson's going to miss the game, it's like, oh, cool, we got KJ, we'll be fine. Whereas in 2017 or so, we'd be like, ooh, boy, what are we going to do? We're going to have to run it with Dalvin all game. So just know yeah. that. Three tight ends. <laughs> Sally, what else do you got for KJ? Um, you guys covered a lot of what I was going to say, so I was going to say I'm just going to do some commentary now. I think you got your mic. Uh, your, your mic, mic yeah. Um, I was just going to do some commentary now because I I'm out of questions. You guys took a couple of mine. Let's hear the commentary. No, no just commentary on what you guys oh, say. Oh, I see. I thought no, you were, no, I thought you were no. going to give your own feelings here. No, no, no one needs to hear that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I got another one for you, KJ. So. All of these, all of these games that you're playing, like literally all of them are close. They're all one score games. 
And from the time Zimmer arrived in 2014 until the start of last year, most of the times Vikings games are either won decisively or lost decisively. But this new phenomenon is all these close games and nail biters and anxiety and all this. So do you feel like you guys are going to get to a point where you're going to start pounding some teams? Or do you think we're going to be living on the edge for the, these remaining 10 weeks or whatever, eight weeks? No, that's that's the goal. You know, it is our, uh, I think we started that last last <laughs> week. You know, um, you know, last week it wasn't, you know, a nail biter, but, you know, we, we tried to, you know, took a step in the right direction. Like, so like Zim, you know, he was talking about, he was talking to us, you know, like how can him at him as a coach, you know, not let us get to these last play of the games or, uh, you know, how can we get over that hump? And the thing was, was like, don't let it get to the last play of the game. Like, <laughs> get into that every week. So like, you know, we've been up on teams, um, good teams. Um, you know, we've got to, you know, not let up, you know, uh, keep our foot on the gas and finish the game. Uh, so I think that's what our mentality is now, you know, to be aggressive. Um, so, you know, if we, if we up, you know, finish them until, you know, the clocks is triple zeros. Um, so like just to, just to keep going. So um, no matter if we up, you know, keep our, keep our pedal to the metal and, and finish the game. So he doesn't have to come down to those last plays of the game. Cause you know, we don't want to come down to that either. You know, we, if we got a team down, you know, finish them. We did that last week. Um, they, they went down defense, got a, um, held them to a field goal, and then offense, we didn't let them touch the ball again. So, you know, uh, it could have been, you know, we could have went three and out, and they went and scored, and now we got to go another two-minute drive or overtime or whatever. So um, we did a good job at that, keeping the ball, four-minute offense. Um, a couple people made some plays, and, you know, we was able to take a knee finally. <laughs> <laughs> so that philosophy of step on their throats, that's been louder in the last couple weeks? Is that yeah. correct? Okay, because yeah, that, there's, we've always had this uh, – mentality as fans that the Zimmer brand of football is to play defense and suffocate an opponent because the defense is so darn good that, you know, as long as you get to 21 points, you should be fine. But that really isn't working in 2021. Offenses are too good. And so it's refreshing to hear that at least it's out in in the world somewhere that we think we need to be more aggressive offensively. You even you even said, I think, in an interview about a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago, that, you know, we're the playmakers. Get the ball in our hands. We'll take you home. I think you said something to that effect. Um, I don't remember, but I could have, I, I could have, but, uh, but, but yeah, like I said, we just, we just gotta be, we're going to be aggressive. Um, that's our, that's what our mindset is. Um, you know, finish these games before the last play to drive. Don't let it come down to a two minute or a field goal. Uh, if it's in our hands, you know, let us finish it. And, you know, you brought up the fact that in every game you guys have built a lead against teams and on the broadcast on Sunday, you know, they did say, Vikings are the only team in the NFL to have a seven point lead in every single game. Now results are what they are, but as a fan, you know, it's been the most stressful start to a season that I can remember in my 30 plus years because of the back and forth, like every game seemingly it's, is there, it's not a, a blowout loss, you know, where sometimes you're looking at it like, well, we didn't have it today, but they're so close. So it's good to see um, that we went to LA and were able to take care of business and win, um, you know, by double digits uh, on Sunday. Um, uh, but with that, social media now is a lot different in your day and age than it was in Brian's era. Um, and yeah. how do you stay away from all the noise? Because I'm sure the criticism, whether it's individual play or team play or, you know, just even the the praise that you may be getting. How do you either block that out or kind of harness that and turn it into something good? Oh, I try not to I try not to look at 
the if I do good or bad, I try not to to harp on it because you know, uh, you know, it's a it's a what have you done for me lately business. I can catch a game winner in you know Carolina, and I'm the man. I can come out who play. I can come out the Packers and drop three balls, and I should be cut. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like right. you, know, it's just, you can't take it. Uh, you know, you can't take it too serious. My my god dad, he always texts me, you know, you're never as good as you say they are, you're not never as bad as they say you are. Uh, so that's just something I don't try to go and like dig deep into. Because you know, if you go in looking for bad, you're gonna find it. If you go in looking for good, you're gonna find it. You know, it's the NFL, there's so many people, you know, especially in the state of Minnesota, you know, the NFL, you know, some of these states, you know, they got one team, so everybody's looking at the Vikings, everybody's looking at the Packers. So like um, you know, they're always gonna have stuff to say about you. Uh, but, you know, you just can't you can't go in and be be reading and, and diving and looking at stuff or, you know, you can you can be doing that stuff all day. Um, it can it can mess with your mental. I was going to ask, um, I feel like every big catch that you've had this year has wood under review. I think there was one in Cleveland that seems or against Cleveland that seems like they reviewed it for like three minutes. How yeah. stressful is that for you standing there on the sideline when they're not even playing the replay and you don't know what they're going to say? It, it depends. So if we're at home, uh, that one, uh, I I don't know if I got my foot down either because like really that ball, a lot of people don't know. I didn't even see that ball because when we came when I when the ball came up, it was uh, it was in front of the the doors like the glass doors. So I'm looking up, it was a big glare. So I seen it, yeah. the ball come out of Kurt's hand. I seen it like a little bit in the air, and then the rest was just kind of just just timing, and I don't even know how I got because I didn't really see that ball that much. So when I came down, I kind of waited to celebrate. So I'm like, you know, I think I, I think I got it down. So then I waited for the ref. He said I was in, and then I celebrated. So then we went back to the um to the sideline, and they were reviewing it. So I was looking just like everybody else, like you know, I I think I got my back foot down. So after I got my back foot down, I was like, oh yeah, I got it. And then uh, they reviewed the touchdown um, in Carolina, um, because we were talking about in the offensive meeting room, Lara. So what happens if? That was not a touchdown. I threw my helmet off, and they got a 15-yard penalty, and they would have backed us up. <laughs> yeah. So then oh I'm like, in that moment, I'm like, I just knew I scored. So I, like, I wasn't even thinking. I didn't even – because usually I, well, that was my second touchdown. But like my first touchdown, I turned to look at the ref like I scored right Yeah. So, like, that time, it was like I knew I scored. So, like, I didn't even look back. Like, I could have been down at the one. I was still going to throw my helmet because I just felt like I scored. So I'm like, <laughs> thank God I scored. So I, like, I, was, I just knew I scored. So, like, when they were reviewing it, I was like, I don't know what was taking so long. Like, I knew I wasn't out of bounds, like, whatever. Um, but uh, when you're away, it's really the fumbles that, like, the catches are are okay. Like, you know, you get the catch, you don't. It's the fumbles that they review because it's, like, so frame by frame, like, please, I hope my knee was down or something like that. Those are the ones that you really, like, uh really stressful yeah. I've always wondered about that glare there because as a fan in the stands it gets really bright like you better have your sunglasses with you or you're mm-hmm. not going to see anything so does that really affect you guys too down oh, at yeah. the field level oh yeah for sure for sure and now at night games like uh in, in Dallas or uh, not in Dallas you know when we played Dallas uh it was a night game and the lights were just really bright so like when you look up Sometimes you, you know, you just get lost in, you know, what could be there and then you'll find the ball or that's why they tell us to look up and not back. Um, like Jets, Jets lost the ball. Like uh, Kurt threw him, uh, I think he ran some type of double move. And, um, you know, it was it was incomplete. I don't know if you want to call it like a drop or just whatever. 
But, you know, Justin, I don't know if you could tell, but, you know, maybe a fan can't tell on the outside. Justin looked He up. let up a little bit, yeah. Yeah, he, he let up because he didn't see anything. Tracking so he the just ball, looked, yeah. So he's just looking up and he's just like, oh, he must not have threw me the ball. And then it's like, yeah. zoom. And then it's like, oh, like it was right there. So, like, you, you just get caught, like, in the light. So, like, receivers deal with that and punt returner. You know, we play at, uh, you know, 12 o'clock here and 1 o'clock somewhere else. Like, the scun is smack dead in the middle of the sky. So, you know, yeah. when they, they punt the ball, like, it's right there. Like, that's what a lot of people – don't know like that we struck not struggle with that but that's like a challenge like we have to yeah. practice that so like um like you know we'll go out and uh practice with the with the sun in our face is that is that something that i know i heard adam thielen had mentioned it um in the off season about tracking the ball at u.s bank stadium with with the roof the way that it is and then playing the day games and and then i guess every game the, the lighting's different is that like truly something that's um significantly different at u.s bank than it is say um, I'm not, maybe not so far, but, you know, in an outdoor stadium, for example, like, or is it just something uh, like, is it like playing outdoors? Yeah, I think, I think uh, like it was better when you said indoor or outdoor, because like, it's not just U.S. Bank Stadium, like it's lighting problems everywhere. Like when I we played in the Colts, we played the Colts last year and I was, that was my first career, you know, punt returns and, you know, they had the opening right there and the sun was literally smack dead in the middle. So I had to let a ball drop. So I literally couldn't see it. So like um, but outdoor is just like it's a lot more clearer. Um, yeah. so it's not it's not just US Bank Stadium. I, I don't uh I've never really had a problem uh there during the daytime, but like at um, you know, if it's a night game, like it, like when it's like that bright, yeah. like, you know, if it case is you know, you can't lose the ball, like uh or you know, it might be, you know, hard to track for a second. Um yeah. but any any stadium. I mean, I've lost balls in, in college. I lost a walk without a touchdown. Like, I, I'm looking up and you, you literally don't see it. Like, you know, the whole crowd sees it and they're like, go catch it. You're just looking there like, I don't see anything in the sky. <laughs> and then, you know, to your point about like the, the, your touchdown in Carolina being reviewed. Now, I don't know how much of Vikings history you've gotten into, but Brian was a part of that 09 team where, um, like that. So that play, your touch, well, your touchdown reminded me a lot in the way it, how it felt of the Favre to Greg Lewis in the back of the end zone in week four, whatever it was, where touchdown happens. And then as a fan in the stadium, like you're celebrating, that's great. Right. And then they review it. And then they rule a touchdown. You get to celebrate again. So that has been a lot of fun. Just like, you know, you yeah. scored, you throw the helmet, you know, Conklin made a great catch on the helmet, by the way. Um, and yeah. then uh, they, they rule it a touchdown again. And now your emotions are in check and you can celebrate again, yeah. knowing that you just walked right. them off. So um, that's yeah. gotta be a lot of fun. Definitely. That was, we that talked. Was, that was definitely a cool moment. We talked about some of the, the goofy stuff that's happened in this season, all the close games. Um, another thing that, normally that the Zimmer brand of Vikings is known for is discipline and not getting penalties. But this year so far, the Vikings, not you personally, but the Vikings are the most penalized team in football with yardage. Is that a point of emphasis in the last couple of weeks to reduce those? Oh yeah. Ever since, ever since week one, it's been, a, it's been an emphasis. Uh, you know, I've learned in, I learned in high school, you know, what loses your game is penalties and turnovers. Um, that that can lose you game. So it's definitely been a uh, been an emphasis. Just just try not to get penalized. Okay, Ron, you got time for one more. What do you got? Well, so I'll get into a little bit maybe a fantasy football aspect of it. So <laughs> I'm in a dynasty league, and so I have you on my team as well, along with Justin Jefferson. So that to me right there is added insurance. But um, mm. do you play fantasy? And if so. Like, or have you ever played it or, and do you care? Like when people 
you know, I'm sure tweet you or, you know, well, direct message you or something saying whatever about your team or other Vikings team. Do you right. care about that at all? Uh, no, not at all. I don't, <laughs> I actually, like, I've never, I've never played fantasy football. Um, I don't want to say I don't know what it is. Like just from, you know, seeing stuff I'm getting, like, this is my, my first time trying to explain. I'm guessing, you know, you get players and, you know, you get, I know you get like your starting lineup and you can have a start people or bench people. And those people get points and then like you go against other people and then yep. at the end it's like who wins like who had the most points that how it works yep yeah yeah so that's yeah. that's kind of like what I, <laughs> what I know about it i never like looked up that's just what i assume but um no players don't we don't be caring about i mean i've seen people you know uh care about i've seen tyreek hill like you know my fancy people like i got y'all da, da, da. you know he can do that but no, I'm not in that position. So like something like <laughs> these, like these games, like not going to week one, week two. I'm, I don't know. I'm going to know if I'm going to have zero catches. Like I have seven catches. I'm like, I don't really know. So like, I can't like be, be hyping you up. So I'm not, I don't know either, bro. <laughs> uh, but no, that's, that's, uh, it's not something that I, I pay attention to, but it is crazy how serious that, that stuff gets. And people be, uh, people have me in um like group chats with all these other NFL players. And they're like, you know, I need you to do this this week. I need you to do this this week. Like he, they're messaging us on, on Instagram and people got team names and all different types of stuff. So um, I didn't even really know about it too much until I started making plays. Then I started getting tagged and all that stuff. <laughs> we'll get Brian to play one of these years. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> he doesn't have time. <laughs> he he doesn't have time for all that. Right. Um, okay, so it's KJ, what um, what goals do you have for for the rest of the season individually? Um, I have some um, some goals uh, that I wrote on my there on my mirror over here, just like um, like touchdowns or like yards, <laughs> um, or you know, just like just personal goals, um, even like some off the field goals, um, but. Uh, I guess that's like my only like, you know, set in stone, like, you know, like performance goals. Other than that though, uh, I just try to go, go play my game. Um, I like, I do know like now, you know, like I can play in this league, like I can make plays in this league, like I can do the things that, um, you know, I see other, other receivers doing and that's like the player that I want to be. So I want to prove to myself that, you know, I can be the player that who I say I am and, you know, who I want to be. Um, so now I like, I want to go out there and, and do it and, and perform and be the player that I know I can be like, there's, I've done, you know, uh, I've done some things, but I can do so much more. Um, so that's, that's my, that's my thing, you know, just try to keep stacking and, you know, go out there at practice and, you know, work my butt off, you know, on Sunday, you know, I can, you know, reap the rewards from, you know, the stuff that I put in during the week. Um, so now I, I can be a much better receiver than, than I am now. So that's what like, I'm, I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for, you know, each and every Sunday trying to go out there and get better. Um, Cause I know there's a, there's a lot more coming. And that's good to hear. Cause you know, as uh you know, the fan base has confidence in you. I think now whenever a pass plays run, I think whether it's you or Conklin, these guys that were kind of unexpected um, to, to perform even CJ Ham and all the volume he's getting out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, 
you know, we're not, it's not like in years past when, you know, I'm not going to name any names, but they throw to a certain guy and is he going to be in the right spot? Is he going to catch yeah. the ball? So um, it's good that you have the belief in yourself because you've proven it um, on the field for uh, this first half of the season. So uh, good luck to you the rest of the way with everything. And um, I hope you get those personal goals um, that you set out. Thank you. Thank you. It's kind of the same, you know, when, when we were talking about feeling and how, you know, he inspired KJ, or at least, you know, that's the blueprint to, you know, rise up from a small school. Even what KJ did in this summer in training camp is now a model for other folks, because I had no clue KJ that you were going to be the wide receiver three in about April or May. We thought it might be BC Johnson or DD Westbrook. He showed up later. But all of a sudden, you became the man at training camp, and you're making these catches, and then it translated the preseason, and then boom, you're walking off the Panthers. So uh, you're setting the example yourself, and I and I hope that hope that you realize that, and it's it's pretty damn cool. That's what that's kind of like when you're talking going like going back on the social media, like that's why you can't. I mean, if, if people will look at it, it's fine, but you can't take it, you know, too serious. Because like I'm, I was thinking about like last year, like you know, I, I'm going from not even one offensive snap. And the narrative can go from, you know, not one offensive snap, you know, returner, da 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 to, you know, KJ's wide receiver three. Like, KJ's doing this, KJ's doing that. And nobody would have ever knew. Um, but all that stuff is up to you. Like, that's not up to – it's not up to people watching the game. It's not up to my parents. It's not up to, you know, fans. Like, that's up to me. Like, I control that narrative, you know. Um, so that's why, like, you know, people can't – you know, if you – good or bad um, – you, know, you just got to keep going. Like you can't, you can't let that stuff, you know, stop you or you know, slow you down. If you if you do have success, there's somebody else coming. It's it's a, it's a young kid out there that's training. It's you know, um, all types of things. So, like I said, you you got to control your own narrative. Amen. All right, sir. Well, we appreciate you taking this uh, 50 minutes to talk to us, and we would kindly request that you beat the Packers if if you can if you could do that for us. Please. I got you. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Yeah. Thank you very Thank much you, KJ. for joining us. All right, that's, thanks for joining yeah. us. That's thanks all we might for getting it all set up once again. Thank <laughs> you. All right, that's all we got for tonight. And school Vikings. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.